Good morning, guys. So this episode is going to be a little bit different than what we usually do. We usually walk you through every single book of the Bible. And although those things are super important, sometimes in life we have to stop our studies while also obviously maintaining a relationship with God and continuing our prayers. But sometimes life happens, right? Um, and this last couple of weeks has been one of the, probably the toughest time of my life because my, my best friend in the world passed away. And I just want to take a moment to get emotional with you and, uh, and talk to you for a second and, and show you that we are human here and we care about your struggles and we care about your life and we care about your experiences. And while we are here to walk you through the Bible and while we are here to teach you some valuable points in scripture, we're also here to help you through some things that we know might be a struggle for you. And uh, drug addiction is real. And from the best of my knowledge, um, as of right now, I do believe that my best friend passed away from overdosing on heroin. Um, so this episode is not only in honor of him, in memory of him, and there's going to be some people that you're going to hear from that knew him personally. Um, but this episode is also an informative episode to tell you, anyone listening, if you know anybody struggling with drugs, if you are struggling with drugs, or if you're making an excuse in your life saying, I could just do it every now and then, or I just want to have some fun, but it's becoming a habit and you realize that you're walking on dangerous grounds, chances are you're either in addiction and don't know it, and or you're not ready to, to accept it yet, but you need help. And you can't do it on your own. So like I said before, this episode is in honor and in memory of my best friend, Daniel Lazaro, who lived in Staten Island, New York. He was the bestest friend that I've ever had. He was my blood, probably more blood than, than my blood. He, he, he understood me like no other. And unfortunately, if you choose to make this, if you choose to continue in this path of drugs, it will kill you. It's not a 50-50 chance. It's playing Russian roulette with your life every single moment that you choose drugs over reality. It may seem like it's giving you an escape that's enjoyable, that's enticing. But as we will discuss in the episode, Jesus is the only person that can give you that satisfaction that you need, that you're looking for in your drugs. Jesus is the only way that you can cope with your life. There is no other way. There is no other satisfaction that is so enjoyable, so enticing, so beautiful that you, at, at your breaking point, you realize it is enough. So you're going to hear from Nico and you're going to hear from Luke, which was two good friends from... Uh, two, two of Danny's really good friends And they're my friends as well But you're going to hear from them Because they are recovering drug addicts And they have been clean for a long time But they understand the struggle So I want you to speak to somebody That understands the struggle 
And uh, thank you for listening. And if you do need some help, and we say this over and over again in the episode, please reach out to us at BibleThingers at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram or, or Twitter, also on Facebook. Um, this is not just a plug to the show. This is not just trying to get you to listen. This is not just, oh, Bible Dingers is doing something important or relevant because we want listeners. I don't care how many people listen to this episode. Because if you need it and there's one person that needs it that hears it, I want it to be for you. Because I want to supply you with an opportunity to face yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, maybe I should be seeking help. I can't do this alone. And honestly, we talk about it all throughout the episode. Teen Challenge is probably the best option for you. Not only is it a, uh, a rehab facility, it's a Christian rehab facility that shows you how to get off of drugs and, and is knowledgeable and is important, you know, on the medical side of things. You know, how do you do it physically? But it also provides you with solid ways of getting through this addiction spiritually. And as of I know, I don't know any other program that provides you both. So Google it or reach out to us. I have connections with these people. I can give you their phone numbers. I can tell you how to get in contact with them. I can tell you where it is. And at this point, if you reach out to us and you need a ride, I will even um, take you if need be. So just reach out to us at BibleDingers at gmail.com or any other way, like I said. And we will help you the best of, the best that we can. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. All right, I want to introduce our listeners to Nicholas LeBoy. He's from Staten Island, New York. He knew Daniel Lazaro very well. He knew him for several years. Um, what makes Nicholas LeBoy, we call him Nico, what makes him so special to this topic is that he actually went through Long Island Teen Challenge in March 2015. And he is currently um, four years sober. And he stood with the ministry as program development coordinator uh, for four years. And he worked for Long Island and Brooklyn Teen Challenge campuses. Um, he also helped with fundraising for the nonprofit. And he is very passionate about getting the word out to the tri-state area and to the whole world that there is freedom from addiction. Why don't you say hello to our listeners, Nico? Yes, yes. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Um, you know, like Nick said, um, you know, I've been four years clean and sober and just very passionate about, um, you know, getting people free from addiction as well as, as staying free from addiction myself. Um, because I've seen a lot of people personally, you know, just die and, and pass away around me. And it, and it just breaks my heart, um, you know, to really, uh, know that there is freedom in it and there's only freedom you know, through Jesus. And, and I realized that myself when I stepped foot into Long Island Teen Challenge in, the, in 2015, I was broken. I was hopeless. Uh, I had no way out. You know, I was facing a lot of charges. And, um, you know, I had stepped foot in Teen Challenge, and I just got completely set free. And one thing I remember when I stepped foot on the grounds is I, I just felt a, um, a spirit of peace, you know, just overcome me. 
And I never felt this feeling before. I mean, I grew up knowing the Lord, um, you know, but I never actually really followed him wholeheartedly with my heart. And so when I actually decided to make that decision at 21 years old um, to, you know, step foot into a new stage of my life and actually give up my old life, um, I realized that everything started to change, um, you know, in my life and the people around me. Um, I began to have restoration with my daughter. I have a five-year-old daughter, um, you know, and it was just amazing to see uh, something that I never had before, and I didn't want to lose that or give it up. And, you know, Danny Lazaro was a good friend of mine um, that I've known for several years now, and I, I've seen Danny come in the program, and, you know, I worked with Danny myself personally, um, you know, especially because he was from Staten Island. We had a good bond and I've always looked out for him. And, you know, I've seen the happiness and the joy and the peace that he had coming into the program and, you know, to see his life turned around to, you know, got to, you know, get to know his family, um, you know, and people around him, it made it very special, you know, and it's just such a sad story. Um, that's, you know, one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why Nick, Nick called me and, you know, it's because we want to get the word out there that there is freedom from addiction, especially the heroin addiction. Um, there's so many people dying from heroin addiction all around the world. Um, you know, it's so strong nowadays that it's not, you know, in the upper class neighborhoods or, you mm-hmm. know, in the lower class neighborhoods is everywhere, you know, and families don't know what to do. And they're, you know, they're kind of running around to find different resources. Um, and I could truly say that, you know, Teen Challenge is um, one, of the, one of the largest programs in the world. We have over 1,400 centers in over 110 nations. Um, there's over, I believe, there's over 50,000 beds worldwide hmm. for, you know, for addiction. And, you know, when I went through Teen Challenge, I mean, they, they took me in with open arms. Um, you know, they said, Nicholas, this is a new life. Here's a new start. And, you know, for those who really want it, I believe it's act- it would actually work. And, you know, there's people who go to NA and AA. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer of all different types of freedom from addiction. But when I say when you have Christ in your heart mm. and you put him first, and it's not like you have to do the work. You don't have to strive uh, to become. You have to just allow Jesus to, you know, work in you and allow him to create the person he wants you to be. And that's how you'll find successful freedom. And I realized um, that people who actually finish the program and complete, um, it's actually 9 to 12 months now. When I went through the program, it was 12 to 14 months. Hmm. uh, That, you know, people who actually complete the program and stay on and actually sign on as an intern because they offer internships when when you complete, um, have more of a success rate. And, you know, because it's not only going through the program and getting free of addiction, it's actually a lifestyle. You know, it's the way you live your life, the people who you surround yourself with, um, you know, your character, the personality you create in yourself, um, as well as getting free from the addiction. That's only the first part. And the second part is just becoming who Jesus created you to be. Amen. So, That's awesome. You know, I, I really... Thank you, Nick. You know, I mean, it, it, it's so amazing, um, you know, how I see the testimonies of everyone. You know, there's, um, 
you know, in Teen Challenge, it's not, you know, it's not only for teens, it's actually adult and Teen Challenge now because people got the name mixed up. But, you know, there's, you know, there's people from 17 all the way to 65 and over, whether if it's, um, you know, heroin to all the way to alcohol to cigarettes to pornography, whatever it may be, there's freedom from everything. You know, and we all struggle with different things in our life. Um, people may say, you know, I, I don't have an addiction, but, you know, maybe you have anxiety or depression, or maybe you have uh, a family problem. Maybe you have a loss in your family that, you know, you need help from, you know, and we work with all different aspects of life, um, rich or poor, um, whether you're, you're gay or you're straight, whatever it may be. You know, um, we don't look at anybody different. We love everybody, everybody the same. And we just want to put the word out there. Um, even though I don't work for the program, I'm still involved. Um, I go there on Friday nights. Um, I'm involved with the worship team. I'm, I'm a drummer. So, you know, I go there and just love on the guys um, just to see how they're doing. And it, and it keeps me going. You know, mm-hmm. seeing those guys actually get free and get restored to their wives, their families, um, their moms, their dads, you know, that brings me so much freedom, man, and keeps me going with my life. Mm. And I'm actually going to be 26 next month. And, you know, to experience this this side of the lifestyle, this side of the train tracks, is just absolutely amazing. Now, for the people that don't understand this addiction, for the people that may be angry at people that are going through it, is there any way that you can walk us through what it feels like to be on this drug? Why is it so addictive? And, um, you know, eventually, how can it kill you? I think those are three important things that we should talk about, because really, I mean, I'm one of them. I really just don't know. And our listeners may not know. Like, why is this thing so serious? Like, why can't they just like get up and stop taking heroin? Can you walk us through that for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started, I started out, you know, I got into a car accident. And so I went to the doctors and they prescribed me Vicodin, which, you know, everybody thinks is normal. Um, you know, sooner or later, the Vicodin wasn't enough. So I went to Percocet 10 milligrams and from the 10 milligrams, I was taking, you know, two or three a night. And then before you know it, it was almost nine, 10 a night. And so that wasn't enough for me because you're, you know, what happens is when the opiates enter your system, your tolerance just gets higher and higher and higher. And so it's not a body thing. It's a mind thing. So your mind plays tricks on you that you need this, um, you need this medication. And before you know it, you're on the oxycodone, 30 milligrams. And the doctors, uh, a few years ago, they were prescribing them like they were candy. Uh, the first time I got a script of oxys was 19 years old. Um, I went to a doctor in Jersey, and I actually paid cash. And the doctor gave it to me illegally because I was under 21 years old. Before you know it, I was sniffing heroin, you know. And, you know, it, it's such a it's such a body thing because when you don't have the opiates in your and the heroin in your system, you physically get sick, and so you start to become a person that you're not. You start to steal. You start to um, you know rob from your family. You start to you know be an angry person, and it's all a spiritual thing. You know once once that once that uh, the spiritual stronghold is gone off of your life, you'll 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 start to see the true person you're you're made to become. But, you know, my mom, you know, she never gave up on me personally. You know, like just like Danny's mom and just like, you know, Danny's family, they never gave up on him. You know, my family never gave up on me. They stood by my side through thick and thin. Um, you know, when I was in my addiction, I was an angry person. 
Um, I, I would always find myself in the back of a cop car because, you know, my anger and just, uh, just going crazy. And my mom always told me, this is not you, Nicholas. This is not the person you were created to be. You were created to be so much more. And I believe that the parents out there who don't understand addiction, if you have a son or a daughter or a family member in addiction, you just got to love them and you got to tell them and constantly remind them and speak to the spirit that's in them, the addiction spirit, that you're worth so much more, that this is not who you are. You're made and created to be so much more. And you got to show them that they have value because they feel like they have no value. When you wake up in the morning, you fit, you know, you, you, you're sick and all you care about, even if you have kids, is just getting that first high, you know. And then after that first high, it only lasts a few hours. You're thinking about the next high. And so it becomes a constant cycle. I personally try to become free of it on my own, you know, using Suboxone and I would get free of it for a few weeks, and as soon as my script came that time of the month, I was right back on it, the same cycle, right back on it. And so it's, it's a spiritual stronghold that only prayer and, and, and just believing can break this addiction. That's awesome, man. you have any wow. questions for him, Mark? Uh, I've just never personally experienced um, addiction that strongly, um, but I'm certainly no stranger to addiction. Um, I mean, you mentioned something that a lot of uh, people go through that's not drug-related, but is um, pornography, right? Yes. Uh, what's the program like for that type of addiction? So in, in the program of Teen Challenge, um, you know, we take away all cell phones. When you come into the program, there's no access to nothing. Um, no magazines, no nothing, anything from the world we kind of like take away. And I know this is a big struggle, especially in the teenage and the man world, and even in the church um, nowadays, it's, it's, it's a frequent thing because, you know, men have needs, you know, and God created Adam and Eve, you know, for marriage, right? And so, you know, I guess sometimes we get into the mix of, you know, just wanting to, you know, experience that, you know, it's all a part of a sin, a sinful nature, you know? And, you know, so we, we desire the sinful nature of women and lust and everything like that. And with that becomes pornography and, you know, everything that comes with that. So we work on, you know, having the mindset, you know, focused on Jesus. You know, we wake up, we read our word of God, we pray, we worship Jesus. And then we go to class and the class that classes that we have is, uh, you know, it's 12 books. Um, you know, we have first phase and second phase. And the first phase, there's 12 books that we go through with the students. And it, it's just a, everything on the Bible, how to become a better person, um, you know, how to be obedient to man, obedient to God, um, and different areas in that, you know, in that aspect, you know, to, to kind of break um, every sin off your life. And, you know, it's, it's also time as well. You know, that's why the program is, uh, you know, nine to 12 months because it can't happen in a few weeks. Hmm. You know, it's time after time. Um, even if you mess up, you know, you just get back up and you keep on going and you just remember what you were taught. And like I said, only Jesus could break the strongholds off of your life. You know, we could try all we want on yeah. our own and we could say we're going to do it on our own. But if you don't put God in the midst of it and at the beginning of it, and have him at the center of your life, it's, it's not going to be possible. 
And if it is, you know, you're going to feel like you're bare knuckling it every single day. And I don't know about you, but I know about me. I don't want to bare knuckle this thing. I want to know that hmm. I'm created and, 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 and I'm just, I'm made whole in him. And there's nothing I can do. Only he can do to really, you know, make me whole and make me the person that he wants me to be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nico. And, uh, you know, the overall premise of this episode is to talk to the people that are experiencing addiction right now and to tell them that there is a way out and to tell them that there are people that can be an example to them that have overcome this. And I just want to take a moment to admire your struggle and to admire your journey where you are today. And I want to thank you for being such an amazing encouragement for the people that are out there listening. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem. I, I really appreciate it. And you know you and I will be in touch. But just to um, just to speak to our listeners, if you are suffering through addiction and you want to make that first step, you can email us on BibleDingers at gmail.com. And I promise you that I will connect you with these people. I will personally connect you with Nico. You can speak to me. You can speak to many people that I know in this program. And our podcast will help you take the first step in in healing and like he said and i can't i can't express this enough the most important thing is our relationship with jesus and our most important thing to know is that this is a real spiritual battle and like many other addictions this one is no different in the way that it can be beat like every other addiction it can be beat but we can't do it on our own we have our support system we have our mentors we have this program and we have, you know, we have each other, but we need to seek Jesus every single day. And he is the only way that can help us through this addiction. Anyway, thank you, Nico. And I appreciate you taking this phone call, you know, taking this uh, time out of your day. And we will definitely talk soon. Yes. Yes, guys. Thank you so much. God bless. Yeah, thank you. And uh, have a great day. All right. You too. just spoke to Nico and now we are going to speak to Luke um, this specific person it makes this topic so much harder to speak about personally because Luke and I were Danny's best friends um, yeah besides that um, Luke is also a perfect person to talk you through your journey as to how to get help and to educate you about this topic because he is currently sober for three and a half years and he personally knows the the struggle of fighting heroin addiction so uh why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that luke well um i mean heroin addiction is is it's no joke i uh you know when i was younger i always said i always stayed away from people who did drugs because you know i was raised right and I always thought it, it was a mystery to me. I don't know why people are doing drugs. And um, I, I, for me, for me, heroin is it's it's the drug of all drugs. I mean that that thing it kills so many people. And you know, I mean to get to educate you guys a little bit on how it kills people, it, it kind of it, it's just like it's the best feeling in the world, 
but it takes you on such a spiral downhill. It's, it's insane. I mean, uh, it's usually when somebody's using, somebody's getting high, they start, they start with painkillers and usually, you know, it's hard to get your, your hands on painkillers. So they, they progress to, to heroin and heroin. It's just such a game of Russian roulette because you, you don't know what these, I mean, some people are mixing it in their bathtubs, you know, in, in, in the Bronx or this and that, you don't know what you're getting. You could be getting fentanyl. They could be mixing it with rat poison. They could be mixing it with all kinds of chemicals that'll, that'll kill you instantly. And you just, you really don't know what you're getting, but it also kills you because your tolerance keeps going up and it keeps going up and you keep having to take more and more of the drug to get the same effect. So you take, so if, if you're, if you're going on a, you know, if you're on a two year stint where you're using heroin every day, a certain amount, and it's going up and up and up, and then you take a break for a week, your tolerance drops. Mm. So then you go to take the same amount and boom, you're dead. It kills you instantly and usually die from respiratory depression. You know, usually your breathing slowly stops. I mean, then you see people, I, I mean, I see it all the time in New York. You see people nodding out and, and kind of falling asleep while they're doing something. That's what they call nodding out. Well, nodding out is the, it's it's teetering on the edge of being uh, being conscious and unconscious, almost like you're you're slowly slipping into an overdose. But when you become addicted to heroin, that's the best feeling part is when you get you get as close to the hole as possible without falling in. So it's so dangerous. You know, addicts want to get as high as they possibly can without actually, you know, falling in the hole. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's you fall in the hole all the time. I mean, mm. just like just like Danny's scenario, you know, Danny, Danny ran into certain circumstance where he he overdosed a co- couple of times. I've overdosed before. And it's it's a scary thing, man. As so. you're saying, you can overdose without kicking the bucket. Oh yeah, you can overdose if somebody's around you, and they get to you in time. They have this drug called Narcan, and it actually peels the opiate off the receptor immediately. As long as it's, in, I think they have nasal spray, and they also have uh, a shot that they'll they'll. It's like an EpiPen. They'll jab it in your your mm. thigh. Oh, wow. And another you thing know. that I would like to add to that is you just don't know when you're going to overdose. You could take yeah, you exactly the same day. amount that you took yesterday, and today it might be something different. It might be all fentanyl. It might be whatever they cut it with, and it might completely react differently than you're used to. So it's not something that you can, like, people say, oh, he almost overdosed, and today I'm just going to do a little bit because I'll do less than yeah. him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had an instance where, where I was, you know, I, I did a little bit of heroin. I, I sniffed some heroin and I, uh, I felt something warm coming on. Like it was weird. It wasn't like a high. It was almost like I felt like I was in a, in a room with like 10 heaters. So I started sweating profusely and I'm like, yo, this is some, something's wrong here. So I, I went to get a drink of water and I was in a rehab at, a time, at the time. I went to get a drink of water from my locker. They had these big lockers in the, in the rehab and... You know, I'm like, something's wrong. So I, I, I opened my locker. I reached in for the water and I don't remember anything after that. And, you know, I woke up in a stretcher and I was on my way to the hospital and I was like, what the hell happened? Some just so happened that a staff member was walking past and saw my legs sticking out of the locker. 
and he had he he was Narcan certified. So he ran over to me, and he hit me with the Narcan once, and he said that I was blue at this point. I started to turn blue. I wasn't breathing for a little bit of time, and he hit me he he hit me with the Narcan once, and usually it's powerful enough to to just pull you out of it, but. Nowadays, the heroin that they're they're stepping on this heroin with fentanyl, and it's such a powerful drug that it'll kill. It, it, I mean, a certain amount of it will kill somebody ten times over. You know what I mean? So, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's 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 insane. So, so they hit me with the Narcan twice, and I came back, and I, that's when I woke up in the stretcher on my way out of the rehab to the hospital. Then I fell out again. And then uh, when I was in the hospital, they told me that I overdosed. And I, you know, I was terrified. I was like, man, that was the end. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I went up in the clouds. It wasn't like I went anywhere. It was black. It was just black. I was dead for a little while and it was black and I was scared, man. And the next day I came out of that hospital, I had nowhere to go. And my mind was so hijacked by these demons, by this, this drug that I, I I was looking to get high again. I just I, I told myself I'm like, listen, I'm just gonna do a little less. I'm not gonna get as high. That's sick. That's a sickness, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. That's insanity. That that you're gonna overdose and the next day you're gonna go out and uh, and just do a little less because you it, you I mean this this addiction it 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 tells you that you can't live without it and you believe this lie, you know. And uh, yeah, it's it's scary stuff, man. You're really playing Russian roulette when you when you're addicted to heroin. Or, you know, I, I, there was times where I was I was doing heroin and I had a Harley at the time, and I was riding my bike and I'd I'd nod out and fall asleep at a stoplight with my head on the motorcycle tank. You know mm. what I mean? So wow. I mean, I mean, it's a miracle that I didn't crash my bike or, or, or run off the road and hit hit a pole. Um, or hit someone so, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kill somebody else. I mean, geez, I, I you know, but yeah, exactly. that's the nature of this beast. It's scary, man. It, scary. It's scary stuff. It's so, you know, you spent stuff. some time with Danny at Teen Challenge, and we yeah, heard yeah. about what Teen Challenge looks like from Nico, but can you tell us, I know you've gone through a lot of other rehabs, can you tell us the big difference between what Teen Challenge offers and what all the other rehabs have offered you uh, and why Teen Challenge worked? Absolutely. It, it, I mean, it's night and day. So, so I went to, I went to 14 different programs beside, besides T challenge. I went to a bunch of different secular programs. There were, you know, some, some were 30 day stints, some were 90 day stints. The time really didn't matter because if nothing changed, then nothing changed. So I went to all these 14 different rehabs and you know i i would get out and i'd get a couple of days together maybe even a couple weeks hey even once in a while i'd get a couple of months but i'd always go back because i was the same person um these rehabs i didn't really gain anything out of them i didn't really get out of anything out of them but a nice place to stay some good food to eat and um i actually met new drug connections and i hung out with new girls so it, it didn't really teach me anything about my addiction in the fact that, you know, I, like th- they would tell you that you're going to die. You know, 5% of you stay clean and sober. You know, 95% of you are, are going to be in and out of this thing maybe all your life until you're in the grave. And it's just like it scares the hell out of you. And 
there was something different about Teen Challenge when I when I went there. Um, they told me that the success rate for people who complete the program is 75%. And I was like, I want to go there. That's where I want to go. I don't want to die. I want to go there. Hmm. And when I went and I went when I went there, it was completely flipped upside down, different from every every other rehab that I went to. You weren't you weren't allowed to smoke cigarettes. You weren't allowed to talk to girls. You weren't allowed to do this and do that. There was prayer. You had prayer in the morning, devotions. You had to really, really get into a relationship with God. It was pressed on you. And it was so the let's, best thing. Let's talk let's talk about that for one minute. And I don't want to cut you right. off. So there's no, someone no. listening right now that's saying, wait a minute. I can't go without girls. I can't go without my cell phone. I can't go without right. talking to like outside people. Like what right, would right. you say to them to get them there? To tell the motivate them to say, wait a minute, I wanna be there. Well, I've tried I mean, what I would say to them is this. Look, you can have girls, you can have everything that you want in life when you take care of yourself first. I mean, there's a time and a place. I personally, girls were a real, girls are my weakness. I'm a, I get distracted by women. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm not going to focus on a problem that I have in my life if there's women in front of me. And, 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 and yeah, there's beautiful women all over the place. And if I start thinking about women, I, 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 I don't take care of what I need to take care of first. And it comes down to this, man. I, it's, ex it's not what I wanted, but it's exactly what I needed to get my life mm. together. Exactly what I needed. And, um, to, to, to anybody that that'd be listening right now, I'd tell them, I'd, I'd be like, listen, don't play games with yourself. You know, you, you, you're going to tell yourself a million and one times that you can do it on your own. And, and some, listen, some people miraculously do, and, and but that wasn't the case for me and i'm speaking for myself i mean if you need help that program is 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 available it's it's all over the country they have programs just like that all over the country they have teen challenges and it saved my life because it gave me structure it, it helped me understand what is important in life and what is not you know chasing women and, and finding new friends and and smoking cigarettes and stuff you know stuff that i would normally do before i hit this program it's just stuff that isn't important. You know what I mean? It's not We're having a relationship with God, working into this program and, and working myself to where I'm a, I'm a, a, you know, I can literally live in society because I couldn't live in society. If I was, if I was not getting high and not, you know, I was not okay with myself. I wasn't at all. There was no period of time where I was okay with myself. I had anxiety. I had depression. I was feeling crazy. I had to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I was, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be here. And I was there. Like, I just couldn't get comfortable in my own skin. And this, this program gave me that opportunity where, where now I live a life where I'm peaceful every day, man. I really am. And uh, I'm comfortable, you know? That's awesome, so, man. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And yeah. you know the whole, like I told Nico, the whole, the whole purpose of this episode is to reach out to people that need help, but it's also, right. um, it's also to keep Danny alive. You know, we love right. on one another, and we love on the people and his family and stuff like that. Do you just want to take a moment and and, and talk to people that are, are 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 currently in addiction, because if they die, they're they're leaving a hole in people's lives. So why don't you right. just talk on that aspect for a little bit like well, maybe I mean, talk about danny a little bit you know yeah i i could definitely talk about danny i mean i i met danny i met danny when i was uh 
I was two months in the program. He came in two months after I did. And uh, the program's a 14-month stay. So I, I lived with Danny for a long period of time. And Danny, I, I mean, he was my best bud. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't go anywhere without Danny. He he was, you know, he, he, he helped me get through certain scenarios because I've had ups and downs in that program. And Danny was such a funny, lighthearted kid that no matter what we were doing, it would he would make it okay. You know what I mean? Like no matter how tough the struggle was or the mountain was that we had to climb, like he would help me get through that situation. He was such a good dude. And, uh, you know, he, he, he let this addiction trick him. He let it trick him into, into, you know, it it tricked me all the time, told me that I can do it on my own. And I would, I would try and do it on my own. And, you know, I, I, I would speak with I would speak with Danny every other day. I would check in on him. He he obviously lived in Staten Island and I, I lived in Nassau County, so we didn't get to see each other all the time. But you know, he was my best bud. He was a you know great hearted person. He was always there for me, and uh, you know, I just really loved the kid. Yeah, I did too. And I just want to speak yeah. on that. You know, for you guys that are suffering with addiction, you're you're. You're not just living for yourself. You know, there are people around you that love you. And you can be an amazing guy and still, or amazing woman and still suffer with addiction. Danny was probably the best guy I'll ever, ever meet. And, you know, the people that are listening that, that um, are in addiction, you're probably one of the best people that anybody has ever met. You know what I mean? So when you die, you're leaving a hole in people's lives. Just remember that, like, if you got kids or if you got if you got friends or if you got family, you, there's people in this world that love you. You know, yeah. you, you need to think about them too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it affects the whole family because it's so it addiction slowly isolates you from your family because you you know you get tired of hiding it from them and they start to notice that you're getting high, so then you separate yourself from them. So now your family is constantly living in fear and worry that they're going to lose you, that you're going to die one day. So, you know, they're never comfortable in their own skin and you're never comfortable in your own skin. So it's a whole family problem. It's not just, you know, this guy's an addict. Let's just leave him alone. No. You know what I mean? Danny passed away and uh, and and it it literally it wrecked the whole family. You know, they they were in tears. You know, thank God they're a strong unit in Christ. But, you know, still that I I can't I can't imagine, you know. So, my, I mean, my poor, my poor mother, you know, she, she didn't sleep for years because I, I, you know, I let this thing take such a hold on me that I, I didn't really care to, to think about what, how she felt. Mm. It was always about me. It was always about Luke and how he felt and how he had to get high and how he had to, you know, rob, steal and cheat to do, you know, if it wasn't nailed down, I'm taking it and I'm selling it so I can get, some, mm. get my fix. Yeah. So. Oh, well, Luke, but, thank uh, you for your information, man, and I really appreciate absolutely, you. Absolutely, guys. Uh, like I said to Nico, you know, man, I appreciate your journey. I appreciate, you know, what you've gone through. And most importantly, I appreciate you sharing it with the world because there are people that need to hear the story and be motivated to take their first step towards getting help. So I, I really do appreciate you, man. And you know we'll be talking soon. Absolutely, guys.
anyway guys that was nico and luke like i told you before and like you heard from their story they they won and they're winning the battle right now and it's not something that they're doing alone even though they didn't talk about it a whole lot because they wanted to just show you that they're in a they were in a lifestyle that relates to your lifestyle so they're talking about the drug aspect and getting help and all these things because you know you have to speak to a person who's gone through it to understand the process but one thing that i have to i have to just clarify and and conclude the episode with is that none of those things are possible without jesus and first peter 5:10 tells you and after you have suffered a little while and i want to highlight that a little while in comparison to forever hmm. a season of our life is really a little while it may seem like an eternity for us but it's not it's such a small amount of time so and after you have suffered a little while the god of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in christ will himself restore confirm strengthen and establish you it doesn't say that you need a rehab it doesn't say that you need people it doesn't say that you need it says you need god through christ who has saved you he will restore you he will confirm you he will strengthen you and he will establish you as important as these resources are to use you know please use them don't think that i'm saying that you don't need them you do need them but true help is really successful when it's attached to jesus when when you say you know what god i'm going to use these resources that you have provided but i'm also going to recognize that i'm nothing without you that i need jesus as my savior and i would challenge you to pray and say lord i don't know how to change i don't know where the where where this desire has come from i don't know why i am where i am and i have hit rock bottom lord please change my heart you know scripture tells us to circumcise our hearts as much as we think is a physical body um it's a physical body thing oh like we can't we can't get off this drug our body won't let us we're going to get sick we're going to have the flu we're going to do this we're going to do that and you make excuses for yourself to get off the bible tells us that it's a heart problem so if we look in the mirror and we see ourselves for who we really are or who we're really acting as we can see that if we want to change our hearts we have to pray that god would change our hearts circumcise our hearts in order for it to be how god wants us to be so first although it is a physical experience that you're going through although it is real just evaluate your spiritual life and say lord wherever i can make changes in my heart to prepare myself for this journey please allow me to do so and and give me the strength and please confirm me and establish me and save me from my own sin and like i keep saying this over and over again and i keep saying it over and over again and hope that if you listen to this episode in pieces or if you accidentally press play in between the episode and it it caught your attention and you don't go back you'll know again and again how to contact us for help 
It's at BibleDingers at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will listen to you. And it's at BibleDingers across the board. There is no other word attached to it. Again, I'm going to say this again. This is not a plug. This is real. We want to be there for you. We want to give you help. And my name is Nick, in case nobody else knows. But usually in our episodes, we're here, you know, with Ryan as well. And Mark's here with me. Mm -hmm. Um, We will be there for you. And if we can't personally help you, we will connect you with the people necessary to get help. We know pastors and we know people that are working for um, Teen Challenge. And we know people who are currently in Teen Challenge. And I promise you, we will get you the help. But take the first step and do the right thing. And uh, if I could just add uh, Romans 6.16, it says, Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Mm. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Amen. That's awesome. So choose life. Of course, getting help is important. But this uh, episode is also about Daniel Lazaro. I, uh, I love him, and this is in honor of him, in memory of him. And, uh, you know, if I could just speak to his family, I love you guys. And whenever you're ready to hang out with me and, and, and become my family, you already are family to me. And I will forever be here for you, and I love you. And just to speak on that, you know, Daniel has, he, he left this world with a daughter, and I want to tell you guys that are struggling with drugs. You can make that choice to have a daughter or a son or, you know, a child in general and still be on drugs. And you're going to be leaving your child without you. And your child needs you. And they want their dad or their or their mom. You know, there's no gender to this addiction. And, um, I'm going to do the best I can to support that family. And I'm going to do the best thing that I can do by praying for his daughter named Emma and for his, his fiance named Stephanie and his sister and his, his mother and his father and, and the rest of his extended family, of course. But there is, there is no better alternative to a father or a mother. And, and I'm not saying that Emma's not going to have a good childhood she's going to have a fantastic childhood she's going to have loving family that loves her unconditionally but i'm speaking to the people who are thinking about doing drugs again your child might have a big possibility of having a fantastic life like emma but you're taking it out of your hands and you want to be the one to provide your children with that life you don't want to have to leave it to someone else You want to be in control of that. And you don't want to take any chances to not see your child. So anyway, this is the episode of Bible Dingers that's dedicated to Daniel Lazaro. And we hope that this episode blessed you, that it provided you with good resources to get you on the next step of your journey. Thanks for listening, guys.
I got this picture in my room and it kills me. But I don't need a picture of my mom. I